I looked up Walter Matthau's height after I watched this um, <laughs> 50s melodrama with him in it. And I was oh, like, yeah. God, he's giving tall. And he was only 5'10". Damn. But he just it's gives tall. Movie it's magic. like whenever you find out that Shakira is like 5'1". Stop. Like, Shakira is 7'1". She's Florence Pugh. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> to me, I, I, I could have easily guess Shakira was short. She gives off short energy to me. Oh, she gives off what it is. a towering. She's a little pocket. A little, well, here's the thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's a little pocket lady. Yeah. Mm. Her breasts are small and humble. Yeah. They so are small and humble. Mountains. So you don't There's a reason. The yeah. <laughs> There's a reason. I know. Whenever I see. God like, made me this way like, for a reason. <laughs> yeah. When I see like Angel Mommy, I'm like, damn, are those mountains? you're like las montañas oh no that's just angel mommy's breasts (laughs) and out came tall 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 Shut the fuck up. We haven't talked to I thought you weren't allowed back. Oh, shit. Get out of here. Go home. They're going to fucking kick Um, you out. Iron Bear's going to kick you out. No, no, like, just cover for me. Cover for me. (laughs) This is my good friend, Kurt, with a T. Yes, I'm Kurt. It's like when you're mailing drugs to yourself from California Mm -hmm. and you just misspell your name enough. Yeah. So that if you get caught, you're like, that's not me. I'm Kurt. I'm not Kurt. I'm the, I'm Kirk Van Sickle. This is Kurt Von Snicker. Like, yeah. I don't know that faggot. I don't know that fucking faggot. Get away man. from me. Get away from me. I've never seen a drug in my life. Who is this? <laughs> Welcome to Straight People Movies. This is the podcast where two gays get together. We watch a movie made for straight people and we ask the question, wait, wait, wait. We had one person on our TikTok. We posted our first TikTok this week. Thank yeah. you so much for Kirk for making that. And the only response, what was it like? I don't understand what's happening. No, it was, I'm confused. <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> this, this little straight Zoomer boy said, I'm confused. I'm and confused. I wanted to message back so badly. And I probably still should. I went right. We're confused too. We don't know. <laughs> well, girl, also like, it's one of those things where you don't choose the algorithm. Mama, the algorithm chooses you. Yeah. There's yeah, a reason why our little video popped up for you, bitch. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. they are confused. Um, they are so confused. are you confused or are, are you? you confused? You know what I mean? Or are you ready to find out? <laughs> uh, speaking of ready to find out, we have a third person this week. We have one of our finest guests returning because because I, he's it's, a joy to be around. It's been so long. It's been so and long. It's, it's been since Uncut Jams. Uncut Jams. Uncut Jams. Uncut Jams. Um, <laughs> I love her. Um, please welcome to the pod. Give a round of applause to the pod. Something else. <laughs> Comedian. Actor. Person who's playing Elden Ring, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> That's right. It's Kyle Romero. Hello. Hello. I'm not actually Elden- cur- not? I'm not currently playing Elden Ring. I did buy it. It's waiting mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. But all, but a big update to Destiny came out this week oh, too, yeah. and so I got to power my way through that before I can even think about touching Elden Ring. So I'm like so far behind that we like literally downloaded Cyberpunk on Friday. We're like let's start this, and then and then you made me watch this two and a half hour movie, so that <laughs> cut into my uh, that you already seen <laughs> that I had already seen before. <laughs> like I said before, you got on Kyle. It's not anyone's fault because I should have planned better. But I watched this movie. I got up at 8 o'clock this morning, watched an hour of it, went to the beach, got drunk with my friends who were visiting, and then watched another, the last hour and a half of it on my phone on the way back in the car. That's, honestly, that's how, that's how Guillermo, that's how he That's how he wanted to be, that's how he intended for it to be watched. So so. I need to go back to the Unka Jams thing real quick before we move on, because I do want to make this point that the substance of what julia fox was saying in that is actually 100 percent correct and we need to uh, justice for julia fox for sounding yeah. yes like an insane person but when she goes you on in that she's like yeah josh safty just wanted to play dress up with me or whatever it's like yeah that's she's right <laughs> uh-huh. that is exactly what that means anyway yeah, he went to put her in some lingerie and honestly none of us are mad 
I'm None not mad about that. Nobody's I mad. Josh Safdie for his service. I'm looking around and nobody's mad. Everyone <laughs> wanted that. I wanted that like everyone. Yeah. If this makes me start listening to Call Her Daddy, I will kill myself. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I will never listen to Call I, I One of my coworkers listens to Call Her Daddy and I'm like, more power Let's to Let's Call you. Her Daddy. It's like the most popular podcast. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like Joe we Rogan, The have. Daily, and Call Her Daddy. It's yeah. insane. Yeah, yeah it's okay. very huge. Yeah, and it's like there was like I, a big like controversy between like the hosts recently and like half of one of them became a person somewhere else. Did po- I don't fucking know. It's, it's like, like on Barstool affiliated, right? That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. It was on Barstool stuff and it's just it is full we should do like a straight people podcast episode. Ooh, We're that's a good it. idea. You listen to yeah. an episode of Rogan. You listen to an episode of Call Her Daddy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we just what else kill is there? It'd just be so awkward because I feel like I'm going to listen yeah. to a Joe Chapo. Rogan episode and be like, oh my God, he mm-hmm. Chapo. so many good points. <laughs> uh, yeah, what, yeah, what if we like... I like know. It. I feel. I'm like. I feel like I'm like. Two cli- I'm two clicks away. You know what I mean? Like the that's only the thing that's stopping me is I like dick in my ass. Like that's like literally <laughs> all it is. Oh yeah. If you're just getting fucked while you listen to Joe Rogan, honestly, that's, that's honestly kind of hot. Like a straight man like talking about himself. Like oh yeah, for like hours. On. I didn't realize Joe Rogan was like three hours long. Yeah, it's crazy. Time? Who has, Who has time? Like, My podcasts are. It's like at like fifty five minutes when we're recording, I'm like, all right, we gotta. Go. You <laughs> can watch so. an entire Shion Sono movie in that amount of time. You don't even. <laughs> I'm not gonna like, do that. Like what? what I could rewatch Margaret Director's Edition. You could you could watch Margaret. Oh, and speaking you're... of, and I we will get to the episode, I promise. But uh, speaking of movies that for gays, today at half price, I found Dance in the Dark on DVD, which is the only there's no Blu-ray of it. There's a well, Japanese there doesn't Blu-ray. need to be a Blu-ray it's of terrible. it because that shit was shot in 480p. Yeah, so. exactly. But I got it. It's beautiful, and I have it in my collection now. I need to borrow it from you because I've never seen it. Yes, oh, I would say you can go and watch it, but I don't want you to see me afterwards. Have your heart stomped on. Yeah, I, I know enough about it uh, to know I'm going to get wrecked by it, but, you know. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, it's it's a big old dick of a movie, that's for sure. Well, speaking of movies that are big old dicks of movies. <laughs> I, I, would, I, I, would, I would call. We'll get into it. Yeah, I we'll, we'll, gonna, we'll address, we'll address that. <laughs> yeah, and it's got I would a, say this one's got a big old dick. It's got a, a, a serviceable dick. It's got a, a perfectly fine average, maybe slightly thick penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, will, we will talk about it, I'm sure, in more detail. We will. Oh, yes. <laughs> uh, of course, talk about Nightmare Alley. Y'all already watched the, Y'all already started the episode. You saw it's Nightmare Alley, not the one from the 40s. Ha <laughs> <laughs> um, ha. There's like one person right now that's like, aww. And yeah. we watched the version in color. Yeah. We're not doing that black and white. Yeah, like we watched the version black and white in color. Version. No. It's only cool whenever Mad Max did it. That's right. It's honestly and I the don't think it's cool ever. And the mist. Actually, the mist is the only good version. I don't agree with movies that are not shot in black and white becoming black and white. Like you have to shoot it in black and white. I'm mm. sorry. Like it's yeah. not the same. It just they always it. tell you they always tell you that they shot it knowing that they would release a black and white version. That is no. A lie. It's garbage. It's bullshit. I I want someone to be like, yeah, I want it to be like in sepia tone. Yeah, I want it to be, oh, brother, where art thou? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to be brave enough to release the first tintype movie? It looks like an old (laughs) West portrait. Can somebody release a movie where it's like the thing in photo booth where the faces, it's like a tunnel into the face? <laughs> I want that. It's only face tunnels. There's I'm no down background. for a filtered movie, an entire movie. Okay. Filter on you, we're laughing about Sepia's own movie, but how into would, how into it would you be if they re-released Power of the Dog in Sepia's own? I mean, babe. I mean, <laughs> well, no, they need to release it to where it looks like it's like the, the fucking like horse running in a circle sort of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like whatever the whatever film version they did where uh, Tesla electrocuted an elephant or whatever. Yeah. Like it's that. Yes, if they make it look like that, that's how I want. Yes, a hundred percent. Fuck, Pat the dog, so good. Um, but yeah, let's talk about uh, yeah. we're talking about best picture nominee this year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, let me let me give you all a lowdown because, you know, maybe some of you all haven't seen it yet. It's on HBO Max, so you don't need to go to a theater if you Oh, is it on HBO Max? I thought it was only on Hulu. I watched it on Hulu. It's on Hulu and HBO Max. 
Um, this is Nightmare Alley. It's the latest film from Guillermo del Toro, whose last film won Best Picture, Shape of Water. Anyone remember it? Not me. Not me. Um, stars Bradley Cooper. It got Kate Blanchett. Mm. It got yeah. Willem Dafoe. Ooh. It got Richard Jenkins, bitch. Ooh. It's got Tony Collette. I know Ooh. all you faggots just screamed. Mm-hmm. And it also has 2021's finest cameo, which is Mary Steenburgen. She's got two scenes, and they're both and fabulous. They're, they're both incredible. It's like, <laughs> yeah. how do you t- fire? It, fire <laughs> performance from Mary Steenburgen in this movie. Um, and then the plot of the movie, you know, it's about, like, Bradley Cooper. He's this dude, Stan Carlisle. He's a man with a shady past. Noir, noir, noir. We get it. Who joins the circus. We get it. To get away from his dark past. We get it. You know, after creating a popular clairvoyant act, he begins to take his gift way too far. Mm-hmm. Kate Blanchett joins the film six hours in and is actually played by a drag queen doing a Kate Blanchett impersonation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Smash she it. is fully like, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> it's like so. She said, how do you know I had a pistol in my purse? <laughs> she What's tu- a man she... like you doing a gen joint like this? Huh? Yeah. All... She turned the mid Atlantic <laughs> knob all the way up on the Kate Blanchett robot. <laughs> She's like, have you heard of psychoanalysis? Chummy. <laughs> <laughs> the scene in their office where it's like everything looks like a like Alana Del Rey video is so yes, good. Yes, it's giving Great Gatsby by Boslar. Giving Great Gatsby. Yeah, it's but I also real. watched on my phone, so I can't really say. <laughs> <laughs> At that point in the movie, I was already on my phone. Yeah. So yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, Guillermo del Toro has just had a heart attack. He just, just died. <laughs> so, like, let's talk, so let's talk about this movie. So how yeah. do we feel about this movie? That's three movies in one movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I thought it was boring. <laughs> I thought it was so boring until like it wasn't like six. But it was hours too late at that point. Yeah, at that point I was like, just literally kill me. So like, which movie was the best movie? Because I do feel like there's three distinct parts, right? You got the first hour, which is like a carny movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you got the second part, which is like a like it's his the noir, act. It's the more noir, like, like you know, it's more noiry. It's yeah. like, and then the 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 last half is like Richard Jenkins. Yeah. Uh, yes. I like the beginning of it. I, like the I liked the beginning too. I was I actually just like really into circus it. Shit. I think cool people the the vibe I'm getting from the zeitgeist is that people seem to really like the first part in the in yeah. the carnival. And then I loved the carnival bit. It was giving freaks. It was giving carnival, which we've uh, already recommended. You know, on this before. podcast, we love carnival. It was yeah. he has very much a carnival uh, vibe. I will say so. I did see this movie twice. Would not probably would not have chosen it chosen to watch it a second time had I not been invited <laughs> to do this podcast, or at least not for several years. You're brave. <laughs> I would have just been like, I already saw it. I don't need to watch it again. You're like, whatever time yeah. you tell me the podcast is recording, I'm busy. I don't care. Well, I needed to. I needed to watch it again because the first time I saw it, I did in fact fall asleep in the movie theater right around the time they left the carnival. Yeah, and I mean, this time I was like, I need the to watch time it. Time to fall asleep. I need to watch it again so that I catch all that stuff that I missed. And I did, in fact, uh, notice that I started checking Twitter right at the exact same time <laughs> in this movie. Like, you could probably t- like time it out exactly to like, the second. Literally, like, all people, when it says two years later, are like, and, Yeah, I'm uh, like, I'm, uh, I'm out. I'm, I'm <laughs> scrolling. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing what I've been doing for the past week, which is shopping car auction sites for the car from Drive My Car. Yes. I'm spending my time doing that. Um, you're, um, you're making your name in the, in the, the Batman font, which has been my yeah. favorite thing on Twitter today. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's like, it's I okay, preface everything to let you know where I'm coming to this movie from. I'm a Del Toro guy. Like, I'm a Del Toro apologist. I like his movies. But I also recognize that he's maybe not, like, as good as people pump him up to be. I think mm-hmm. I think he I think people want to love his movies uh, when they just really kind of love the guy and I like I saw there was a tweet today which I don't necessarily agree with but I kind of get where they're coming from where they said that Del Toro is a really great enth- film enthusiast not so much a great director like okay. he's like one of these guys that you're like oh man he's got great taste and he just is like a smart guy and he seems like a lovely person but maybe his movies aren't that really, really that good. Um, I am coming to it from that way, but like from the positive, like I still like his movies, even though I'm like, well, this is maybe not like great, great, but for the most part, I still have a good time. This movie medium. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> no pun intended. No pun intended. Hey. <laughs> so I'm definitely coming from the opposite end of the spectrum. I am like not the biggest Del Toro fan, even his like most popular works. Um, yeah. I think I kind of I was never able to pinpoint really what it was that didn't work for me about him until this movie actually, which is like. It's like gorgeous gowns, beautiful gowns, beautiful production design, beautiful cinematography. Oh, yeah. Everything is so on point with him. Like, but I feel like there's such a sheen to his movies that it's yeah. hard for me to really. There's no grit. There's no texture for me. I'm like, I don't feel like I'm in this world. I feel like I'm just seeing like a beautiful like snow globe or something. Like, I don't feel like immersed. Like, Nightmare Alley was so gorgeous to look at, especially the first hour. But I, I still felt a little like distanced from the movie for some reason and i felt i feel that way in all of his movies i think his best movie is pan's labyrinth um mm-hmm. because that one's just got like an emotional center to it that i think really works um this and i love personal. pacific rim i love yeah. pacific rim mm-hmm. i think that's one of his best movies right. i love pacific rim i think pacific it's so rim's fun. great pacific rim's a great movie and also i think maybe started the like del toro casts actors from your favorite fx show from a few years ago <laughs> Like, he yeah. had, like, Charlie Day in that. I, there's somebody in this movie that I'm like, oh, that's, like, a TV actor. Um, Jim Beavers. He plays the um, the sheriff that Bradley Cooper's character reads when they okay. come to the carnival. That, uh, he's, like, a TV yeah. guy. I've seen him in, like, Dead, who's in Deadwood, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, just, I don't know. Something I've And he also casted my queen, Rinko Kikuchi, Academy Award-nominated actress for Babel. Sure, as the yeah. lead of his action spectacle. We love it. That's what that's what I'm saying. People love Del Toro for stuff like that. You're just like he's got. I think he does have a good eye for casting. I think he probably works well with actors. Like he usually gets pretty good performances from people. Mm-hmm. I think. Um, but it, yeah, I totally see what you're saying. That there's like some kind of disconnect, and I think that's why people when they do respond to this movie, they respond to that first hour and the carnival because it's the part of the movie that feels the most fully realized. It feels like you're in a world. Even mm-hmm. then, there's some distance, but it definitely feels the most like, oh, I'm observing something. I, there's text. There's a little bit of texture to this, you know. Yeah, I think absolutely. honestly, I think a lot of that is down to Willem Dafoe's performance. Like, I think he's yeah. so, so good, good in this in movie. This. So good in that. Um, I was gonna say, I agree with you that he usually gets great performances of his actors. Like, I didn't love The Shape of Water as much as everyone else did, but God damn, is Sally Hawkins great in that? Fucking movie. incredible. And Richard Jenkins. Yeah. When is she getting an Oscar? When is she getting? And Michael Shannon too is the villain. He was great. Yes. Yes. Oh yeah, she needs to win Oscar like stat. Mm. Um, but I feel any, like any happy movie... go lucky fans on this podcast. That's right. Oh, I love happy go lucky. Let's go. Let's go. Sound the happy go lucky alarm. Outside, I knew, of like... I knew it was a safe space. <laughs> Outside of some of the smaller performances in this movie, like I would say, Willem Dafoe was great in this. We already mentioned Mary Steenburgen. I actually thought the biggest flaw of this movie is that it was like really badly cast in the main roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think that's true. Although I will, I do the second time I did respond to Bradley Cooper's performance more. I thought I did think he was pretty good in parts. I think there's stuff in it that he's he's asked to do a lot and he's not great at all of it. But like I love him in the end. I love I the love ending that ending. The ending is haunting. He's very the ending is haunting. He's so great in the ending. Um, and then again, well, too, I think like really good in the in the first hour at the carnival. But then it's when it dips is when he's asked to do when he's in his when he's in his mentalist era. Um, <laughs> like it just doesn't. There's no. There's like no chemistry there. You don't. Yeah. I don't. You don't buy that an audience would be like enraptured with this guy. Oh yeah. Know? When Tony Collette's like, "You got charisma." I was like, "Where?" Yeah, <laughs> like, no, I was like, "What don't. are you talking about?" Dog. He's yeah, not. When Kate Blanchett is like, "You're an Oki with straight teeth," it's like, "Yeah, he yeah. is." Yeah, that's like the, the only time someone says something in this movie where I'm like, "Yep." <laughs> um, it yeah, like I just, add, it has so much stuff for him to do, which is like unnecessary. Yeah. Like it's tr- I I hate to be the person that's like you sh- you can cut an hour out of this movie yeah. be good, but like you can you like could. literally cut a- you, you could cut could. Rooney Mara out of the movie and Rooney Mara is fundamentally bad in this Rooney, movie. Rooney Mara is bad so bad. But to be fair, the dialogue in this movie a lot of times is pretty poor, and yeah. she yeah. got some of the worst lines. She is absolutely not given yeah. really anything to do. Yeah, and also what she is given to do is not what Rooney Mara does. You I know, know, like quiet. No, the the quiet, yeah, yeah, no, it's no good. Totally, totally miscast. You should literally cut that out. Um, I forgot that Clifton Collins Jr. is in this movie. Oh yeah, and he's great. He's great at playing the banjo. 
Yeah, yeah. he's incredible. Get it, Clifton. I love that we guy. Love, we love so good I man. love him. Have, have, have y'all seen Jockey? I haven't seen Jockey yet. No, no but I, I almost want to just good. because of him because I love him. Yeah, I mean that's the reason to see it. I think if you're if you're a Clifton Collins Jr. head, the you fact know? that he wasn't nominated for Capote and didn't win mm-hmm. for Capote mm-hmm. truly makes zero <laughs> sense to me. Kyle, were you at the Still Pigeon, which was an improv show, and it still happens, I guess, but in the before times, it was an improv show where people would come and they had a monologist come and speak, and I um, was a monologist one week, but it was, I had just come from watching Capote, and so like I came on stage and I was like, hi, everyone, I'm a monologist, sorry if I seem really weird and low today, I just watched Capote, what do y'all want to know about me? <laughs> <laughs> like, how did you that grow movie, up? That movie like, wrecked me and you, Dylan, because we watched it together. It's the most devastating. If you <laughs> like, I think yeah. for gay for a gay audience member, Capote is like a different experience. I think mm-hmm. because he represents like a successful, but at the same time, like the most narcissistic, self centered, like gay man yeah. I can like think of. And I like mm-hmm. saw so much myself in him that it was like disturbing oh, yeah. to watch. It was, it was un- un- unheralded. I think I Bennett it. Miller in that he's way. my I like. Loved it. He's my dude's rock director that I feel like no one talks about. The director yeah. of Cody, what's his name? Bennett Miller. He's directed. I don't know what I, I'm with you. Did, I feel like he's directed other things I've liked. He did Moneyball and Fox Oh, yeah. Moneyball's Catcher. great. And Fox, oh, yeah. shit. He's only yeah. done good shit. He's That's only done three Fire bangers. Shit. He doesn't <laughs> yeah. do anything. And those are else. his only movies. Put him on the Mount Rushmore. It's kind of like. Um, who directed um, Little Children? Todd Fields. Oh, he has a new movie coming yeah. out, though. He only Does has he done really? Little Children in the bedroom, and those movies are both bangers. Yeah, he has a new movie coming out this year. It has it's called like Tar T A R I good. think. Good, yeah, Todd Field. I can't wait. I don't care if he's yeah. in it. I want to see it. Oh my god, it is very good. One second, I'll find it for you real quick. Yeah, it's called T A R, and the A has an accent. Kate Blanchett, Nina Haas. <clears throat> uh, that's it. I don't know any of these other. No, I don't need it. Mark Strong else. with the with the teeth. Ooh. Don't you think it's indicative of the quality of the movie that we have not really talked that much about Nightmare Alley. <laughs> yeah, it's not that good. Let, uh, let's go through it. Let's go through it. Because so, it's really, it's, it's not even that it's, it's not bad. It's just kind of like, okay, It's so yes. middling in every way. It's yeah. such a forgettable well, movie. And I feel like there's opportunities that movie fucks up a little bit. Like, I, yeah. I like, like can, the third act. It's like, like this could have been just... horrifying, but it just mm-hmm. doesn't hit like the way it should. Yeah. It Except for the, really ending. the ending's final great. scene has a very good yeah. last 10 minutes. It has a really great final scene that makes complete but sense. Um, there's but, 700 more minutes before and that. It sucks and it sucks too because like, Richard Jenkins is so good in his role. And I was like, yeah. legitimately, like, this guy is scary. And like, mm-hmm. watching you know, it again, it just, you almost feel like the Richard Jenkins part, you're like, did they cut some stuff? <laughs> you know, as long as this weird. movie is, it's like, it's almost like there's stuff that you don't, there's scenes that you haven't seen. Because there's too much in it. They should have, like I said, there's three movies in this movie. They should yeah. have made it, picked one part and made that the movie. And I think it should have been the first part, honestly. He really, other than the, other than the like ending, uh, not the ending ending, but like when, uh, when Rooney Mara like manifests herself as the ghost or whatever, you really only have like three scenes between Richard Jenkins and Bradley Cooper's character. It's, it's very rushed. That whole bit's rushed. It's and crazy. I also felt like, this is like a real, this is a very specific thing to say, but like when you watch an old noir movie from the 40s and a, a line like, I hurt women is said, you're like, oh shit, this is bad because they're yeah. saying this in the 40s, bitch. Like, that means it's really bad because yeah. generally they're kind of like, whatever, treat women like shit. In this movie, it just didn't, it just didn't, like, I was like, it was like a reveal, I think, but I was just kind of yeah. like, okay, like, Sure. What did you gaslight somebody? What do you mean? Yeah, by that? exactly. Like, <laughs> it was like, what did you gaslight? Did you make a woman feel small? Like, it just didn't hit. I know what it meant. I know what the movie yeah. was trying to say, but it just didn't. Yeah. It just didn't connect in this weird way for me. The mm-hmm. movie just, I don't know. It just never. I think honestly, the movie suffered from not being more campy. I actually think there was a yes. lot of good opportunities for it to be a little bit more melodramatic, and it didn't go there. It was too serious. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, well, Kate Blanchett is in like she's in that movie. She's in a different movie. She's in she's in a camp movie, and it's yeah, she, <laughs> she fully is. And then everyone else is fully stoic, serious, and Kate Blanchett. It fully is like nah, 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 nah. like she walks in like it's it's almost like Uma Thurman and Batman and Robin. Yes, <laughs> or Blonde Venus, whatever this reason, whatever. But but like, and then everyone else is just so like it's I think nothing. She, I, I think she could go bigger. 
I she could she could have. I wanted to go bigger. You know? I was been... disappointed in Tony Collette's performance. <laughs> she, I was if like, she'd have gone bigger. It should have been like animated. I think you. I think going into it, Dylan, you told me before I'd seen it that Kate Blanchett is like on eleven in this movie, and so when I saw it, I was like, oh, if this is it. You know, like yeah. it was expected. in the world of Nightmare <laughs> Alley, she's on an eleven. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and the, yes. So let me go ahead and tell the brief story about my experience seeing Nightmare Alley. So I took some gas station Delta Eight beforehand. Highly suggest uh and i was very high and like probably about like the scene where like richard jenkins is introduced i was like i don't feel good like i feel bad and then as it was going on i kept thinking maybe it was distracting me and not enjoying the movie as much and i was like do i have covid or am i just <laughs> high right now <laughs> and so then we leave and i go to heb and i'm like i'm like sick i need to eat some so i grabbed a candy bar and i was like okay i can taste this i don't have covid thank god i was just high felt great but then went home and had a 102 degree fever (laughs) and so i had it i i didn't have covid i tested negative like five times i just had like cedar fever or something like that do not call fauci on me or whatever uh (laughs) but i think i was entering into a fever delusion uh about an hour into that movie so So you just you were doing the work yourself that the movie should have been doing for yeah, you. The, yeah, the movie yeah. should have been. The Delta me Eight was insane. filling in the gaps. That actually, I hated the movie could. so much, my brain started to attack uh, the host. <laughs> uh, and yeah, exactly. it's not great. I thought you were going to say you came out of the movie and you were hungry and you grabbed the nearest live chicken and you bit its neck off. <laughs> we had one in the car waiting. I was, I didn't know it was gonna be a long movie. Um, let's go to why do straight people love this? And I think I want to. I just want to like. The reason, specific reason we're doing this episode, A, it's nominated for an Oscar, which is fucking insane. We'll talk about that in a minute. But B, it's like straight people on film Twitter, which if you're on film Twitter, don't. This is the greatest don't movie they've it. ever seen. No, the it's the Irishman of this year. People are losing their, straight people are fucking losing their fucking mind over this movie. And I, I literally, so I cannot understand it. I cannot, will here, not, and refuse to understand why. Let me explain it to you. Let me, please. Here's, here's yeah, what please. I think that's is, why you're here, Kyle. Here's yeah. what I, let me, let me straight, <laughs> let me give you some straight talk. Give me my little. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll put the drop here. Um. So I think what's happening is that on film Twitter, film Twitter, Twitter is so like saturated with Marvel people and fucking comic mm. book people, and so when a movie like Nightmare Alley gets nominated for a Best Picture, you have a bunch of fucking teenagers going on Twitter and being like, "I can't believe this got nominated over Spider Man No Way Home." And mm-hmm. so it causes this like hunker down effect where people are like, actually, Nightmare Alley is a fucking masterpiece and you need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> so like that's that's what's going on. And you can plug in yes. any movies for that, you right. know, like pick uh-huh. any movie that was nominated for an Oscar this year and people will generally feel the same. I said so today it's been going on with West Side Story. People have been like, right. I saw I saw days, yeah. <laughs> they've been sharing the the puddle uh, shot from West Side Story, which is a fucking incredible shot. And I love West Side Story. And one uh, one. I assume young woman, I think it was, was like, I, this looks like shit. I can't believe this was nominated and tick, tick, boom, wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to throw my phone into the ocean. literally just had a brain aneurysm after. (laughs) (laughs) The thing with tick, tick, boom is that it's fully that picture of, it's like Pingu, is that like the animated Pingu or whatever, like, like angrily putting the heart glitter or whatever. Like that was me watching tick, tick, boom. Should we, should we do tick, tick, boom? Do we want to get canceled? Oh, oh, honestly, it'd be fucking hilarious. Absolutely, tick, tick, you should do Tick, Tick, Boom. That's a straight There's, people movie. There yeah, is a lot to talk about with Tick, Tick, Boom, for sure. But, like, that's a movie, like, it's like Nightmare Alley, where it, like, fully nails the ending. <laughs> like, the it ending does. is so good. To no, it. it's yeah. so funny, because I feel like the ending of Nightmare Alley was so good that it almost made me question whether I understood the movie. Because Same. I was like, oh, I guess I didn't get it, or something. Because it's like, the it's ending like, is so powerful and interesting, and, like, full circle. And you're just like, but... To me, I don't know if I missed something. Maybe it's because there was a glare on my phone from the hot LA sign. <laughs> but I was like, you're watching I was the like, phone. You're watching it on your phone on the Santa yeah. Monica Pier roller coaster. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I was like, when did he become an alcoholic? I missed that. Like all of a sudden he's drinking, and I was like, what? Like when did he start drinking? Because like that the is... whole movie, he's like, I don't drink. You know? Yeah. That is an that? essential element of the plot. It's oh shit! So what, funny when, that you... Can you explain this scene to me? Because I think I missed it. Well, I what I noticed 
It, so I think, okay, so there's the therapy session where, like, Kate Blanchett is like, you told me you never drink alcohol. What's yeah, that about? I remember he that. Talks about his, yeah. So I think there's a moment where Kate Blanchett decides that she's going to, or whatever, when she starts, like, the con, when she takes a sip of whiskey and then she says something to him and she is very breathy. I think that's a deliberate choice that she's like, because he keeps talking about the smell of the alcohol. <laughs> And so right. she says something to him, and she's really breathy, and then she kisses him. And then right after she kisses him, he picks up the glass and decides, I'm going to take the drink. Once again, and Batman like, and Robin, she... Uma Thurman, whenever she has the – Guys, she kisses with the guys, <laughs> what – I'm glad I missed that because that's yeah. insane. That's insane. She <laughs> I mean, kind of spittled some whiskey on his mouth, and he was like, you know what? I'm an alcoholic now. <laughs> I mean, I think, he, I think the idea is like she was – you know, uh, much like the geek, she was preparing him for this moment where he would take the drink, right? Like, right. Mm-hmm. And know. he fell right into his And he role. fell right. He got conned. He was a mark despite what he wants, you know? Do you think he knew he was a mark? Because I think he did. I think he was into their, like, weird little, like, dom-sub relationship. <laughs> yeah, probably. At least a little bit. At least subconsciously, you know? If uh, Rooney Mara had relation like her performance had any lick of like a little bit of sex in it like it might have yeah. been better there's a moment where they sexless performance they get so. in their one fight where she's like they storm to the bathroom at the train station and she's like are you fucking that you know that blonde lady because you sure aren't fucking me and it's like right. has he ever have you yeah. ever have has anyone in this because i don't ever? get that vibe what are you talking fucked? about yeah like yeah such also, like, not be this person. I hate, I'd never would want to be this person. But were they saying fucking in the forties? They, <laughs> they were saying they they did. I think oh they yeah, fucking. There was a little bit of like I'm sure I don't doubt that it's like a time a period. But I'm sure people curse in the forties. But it is a little weird in the end when Richard Jenkins when he discovers that he's been conned. He says to Bradley Cooper's character, he goes, you motherfucker. Oh, you motherfucker. <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's this like, feels so... He improv that, for sure. Not, yeah, or, or like Del Toro was like, I wrote the script, and then I'll just, we'll fix it. We'll figure something out. We'll just placeholder. <laughs> we'll put something in later. And he just left, you motherfucker. It's <laughs> well, weird. It's, like, it's uh, weird. Second, second War on Drugs dropped this episode. <laughs> but there's that line in I Don't Live Here Anymore where he goes, in minimum, and it's like I was into that uh, podcast. They like break down the song song explode or whatever. And he was like, "Yeah, I just put random syllables here." And then whenever it was the last day in the studio, I was like, "Oh fuck, I need to put a line here." And he's like, "I just didn't." <laughs> and so now the song is just. And when he does it live, he just goes. I like that. It's not cocktoo twins energy. It's very cocktoo twins. I love that. And I love I love that he commits to it. He's not like I'm gonna add lyrics later. No, this is we put it on wax. It's done. It's locked in. Put it in the Library of Congress. I think it's really interesting this whole like why do straight people like it thing? Because I think that there's like a couple of like really obvious ones but not yeah. anything really specific which i don't think yeah. we've ever had before on the show yeah i mean it's, it's our typical crime yeah and we famously don't understand crime and what crime is yeah no gay people don't get crime the they only crime, crime that we commit is cruising and being gay <laughs> and, being, <laughs> and being gay <laughs> and people illegal. it's the illegal some places uh, the perfect crime <laughs> but i feel like when it comes, I feel like this is one of the first real drama dramas we've done. You know what yeah. I mean? We've never yeah. really done like a drama, straight up, really yeah. before. Like I Titanic, mean, kind of, sort of, but that it has a romance element to it that I yes. think we were kind of playing off of. But this is the first like Oscar drama that we've done that's for straight people. Yeah. Like we've never done like Dances with Wolves. That's like the first thing I think of when I think of like a straight person drama. Long. You know? Um, yeah. like, I think Social that there's. Network. Sorry. Something to like, I I mean, again, and it's it's the film Twitter thing again, but it is like, you know, if I have not, we have not had any just like dramas that are not superhero things that are just like mm-hmm. for adults, and this is this is still you know like it's Del Toro, so it's it's not like the most emotionally mature, you know, but it is com it is complicated. There there are like complicated emotions in it, I guess, you know, mm-hmm. like. It's not as simple as, you know, it's not simple morality of, like, you know, 
what is grief if not you know like the, the WandaVision <laughs> like you know it's oh, like not God. that it's like it's a, it's more complicated than that a little bit so like I'm fucking starving and you give me this and it's like yeah maybe this is not great but look at these motherfuckers act sometimes in this no it's true you're right you're absolutely right like it's like rare these days that we get a movie so rare some actors act like a little bit like really i think that's why that ending hits so hard because again that's uh, universally people are like yeah that movie i don't know but that ending is great and it's like because you fucking they just put the camera on bradley cooper and let him cook and it works well, and I also think there's this thing in like modern like film discourse. I don't want to say like criticism, maybe criticism slash discourse, but like movies aren't good or bad or okay. It is movies are the greatest or don't exist. Right. Right. Yeah. And the thing whenever people don't, it's the it's if you don't see yourself in the greatest, it's like okay, well now you had to be like an insane person and try to make it the greatest, a la. And I feel like gays. This is, this is stolen valor from gays, where it's like <laughs> gays are kind of like doing this for forever of like you know it's actually good like uh, fucking Jennifer's like you don't get but I'm a cheerleader you, you know? don't yeah you don't get but I'm a cheerleader you, you actually got it wrong sort of thing and there's nothing better than people feeling like they were like right first yeah right it's almost and, like preemptive like like maybe in ten years Nightmare Alley will be considered a masterpiece so like let's yeah. be. It's that hipster shit actually we were doing earlier with like MIA that we were talking about. Yeah. It's like that energy. It is. Yeah. But the but like no one I feel like none of the things I've seen on Twitter that describe why Nightmare Alley is good or like anything specific, it's all very vague. It's yeah, just it's like all, and it's, it's all, all Nightmare Alley is good, that's it. It's all it's all it's external, right? It's nothing mm-hmm. the the peop, the reason people like the movie is not as much things within the movie as I like Guillermo del Toro. I don't want uh, superhero movies to be the only movies that I see when I go to the movie theater. Like there are all these other cultural things that are going on to make people go like, I have to defend Nightmare Alley's honor, mm-hmm. you know? And and like you said, it's not just that movies are uh, good or bad. They're like great or nothing. It's also that movies are not just good or bad. They are either like morally good or morally mm-hmm. bad too. Yeah, um, right. you know, Oof. so like that's another part of the discourse. I don't know that this has like gotten is succumbed to that really. I haven't noticed a lot of people being like, actually, Nightmare Alley is bad for this reason, yeah. and you should be you're a bad well, person because Nightmare Alley's themes are kind of innocuous, aren't they? Like, yeah, nothing about the like... movie feels timely or like yeah. important in any way. It's just kind of like. Again, it could have been a really fun pulpy noir movie if it were an hour and a half, but it takes itself so seriously. And then by the end, like I said, the ending made me go, oh, damn, like maybe this movie had like points, but it just didn't make it all very clear. Yeah. I have a I have a list on Letterboxd, I'm slowly adding movies to where it's called, is this movie good or just the last 10 minutes good? Or do you just like the last 10 minutes? Mm. And right now it's just like Audition, Censor, uh, and St. Maud. Well, censor is garbage, so censor that should be just, taken off the list. Me, me and Kyle um, saw censor at the drive-in. It was I, very fun. Yeah. I, I like. I the wanted to like it list. so bad. I, I like really wanted to love censor. Yeah, the censor yeah. Was, did not work for me, but I would say that audition is an art film in the sense of that you need that first like hour to get yeah. to the last thirty minutes. Like you yeah, need yeah. the kind of slow plotting. Like, where is this going? Like, is this like a romance movie? That's is the this thing. A I comedy. I didn't, like, I didn't watch Audition when I was supposed to. Like, when I was in high school or whatever. Like, I watched it fairly recently, like within the past few years, and it didn't really hit for me because I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, this is the movie that I thought it was. Like, I, like, I don't know. I, I didn't know that it had necessarily like the slow burn, but like I knew what was coming, and so the whole time I'm like, oh, I see what they're doing. They're kind of like, yeah slow playing this so it just didn't it didn't hit as hard yeah it's it's tough with horror movies isn't it because i had a friend growing up that was like anti-horror like he was like i'm gonna get so scared blah 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 like very and i like grew up watching the exorcist and all those and i eventually showed him the exorcist i mean he, he had heard so much about it scariest movie of all time he'd like mm-hmm. seen scenes mm-hmm. from it because you know they're parodied all the time mm-hmm. and he watched the movie and he was like i didn't think that was scary at all and it, it, it's it, it sucks that like with horror i do think that like Sometimes it gets built up so much that, like, when you finally watch it, you're like, oh, well, that was, like, fine. Like, you right, know, yeah. I wasn't, like, floored. Yeah. Um, 
And I think that's a problem with movies in general. Like, one of the reasons why I almost want to get off Twitter, I've thought about it, is because I feel like a lot of modern movies get ruined for me because of the way Twitter talks about them. Like, for sure. Promising yeah. Young Woman, for example, is a good example. Like, whether you hate it or love it, it's like the discourse around that movie is so palpable. It's like, how can you just watch this movie and, like, just take away what you took away from it? Yeah. Um, and it's like, it's, I feel like it's the same thing. I know, Kyle, you're about to reach through the computer to slap me, but it's like, drive my car. Like, drive my car if you're on if you're on film twitter and if you're on like film podcast whatever drive my car is the greatest film that's ever been released ever it's like the zoetrope was good the the train coming out of the screen was good and then drive my car it's like it is the most and i hate because like it was very good i liked it a lot but it's like this movie i i I'm gonna kick your ass, bud. I know you're kicking my ass, but it's, it's one of the things where it's like I think that the praise of the movie is like the movie is so quiet and yeah. so and and so methodical. Then whenever people are fucking like rabid about <laughs> this movie, I feel crazy because it's like it doesn't. Cause I was expecting to be like, oh, let's fucking go drive my car, and then it's just like, oh, I this think is that like a meditation. I think that people definitely hit too hard on the like, oh, don't worry about the three hours. It's nothing. Oh, and it's girl, like, it is three hours. Long. It's definitely three hours long. But also, like, yes, I understand their point largely that it's like it's not. It's a it's a vibe. You just kind of let the movie wash over you, kind of thing, yeah. you know. But it is still three hours. <laughs> Yeah, you know. it's three hours fucking long. I, I haven't seen Drive My Car, so I probably shouldn't have an opinion about it. But I do notice that every <laughs> year there's, like, a can award-winning movie that kind of, like, everyone, like, like gravitates towards. And I feel like Titan was, like, too out there for Look. most people. And Drive My Car ended up, like, kind of taking its place. Well, this uh, has, like, the big to, can break. They're both movie. movies about people uh, finding a uh, new connection with a proxy version of someone they have lost. Right. Alex Ross Perry apparently pissed off literally everyone in the world. He was on some podcast lately where he was talking about, or no, this may have been when he talked about Parasite, actually. I saw somebody post mm-hmm. about this in the Nightmare Big Picture uh, Facebook group, oh, which I only follow for the absolute worst <laughs> film takes you <laughs> to, can imagine. To send shit to me. <laughs> and somebody was talking about him talking about Parasite, and he's like, yeah, I didn't think Parasite was that good, because which he's you know, whatever, fine. But yeah. his larger point was that people, most people only watch one foreign film a year. And so the one thing that they see, they go, holy shit, this is the best movie ever. Whereas people that like actually, you know, absorb mm-hmm. films see, you know, 15, 20 a year. And they understand that there's this whole breadth of like foreign films that are being made that like, you know, and it, and he said that and I'm like, well, I kind of see the same thing happening with drive my car, Yeah, even no, though totally. I love drive my car, you know, yeah. but I see his point, you know? Yeah. I think he's right. And I think that's kind of what I was driving at. I think that it makes uh-huh. the nice. more casual movie watcher feel really smart for liking it, yeah. which is, which yes. is weird. I, I, I've noticed that with foreign movies, you know, like I remember when Goodnight mommy came out years ago. Um, I said I was in film school at the time and I thought the movie was garbage. I think it's like one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Um, but I I remember I told people (laughs) in school, I was like, I feel like everyone's pretending to think this movie is good because it's like German or whatever the fuck it is. Austrian. I was like, I think everyone's blinded by the fact that it's foreign. So they're like, Oh, this is like intellectual artistic cinema. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. but even movies from Germany can suck, suck, you know, like movies can suck from anywhere. This is Germany's, uh, the, the curse of La Llorona. I liked it when I saw it, which is many years ago, but like it's trash. Like it, it you, you like point take it. Like it is not like an art house movie. It's yeah. right. But people were like, wow, it's slow. And I'm like, yeah. it really wasn't that slow. There just wasn't yeah. a lot of dialogue. You're just it, reading. <laughs> while you're... Yeah. And it's just, a, and that's fine. You know, whatever. Like I'm not going to clock like a casual movie goer. Like I, I think it's great. I think it's great if someone's willing to go see drive my car. It's a three hour long yeah. Japanese drama. Like yeah. cool. Like, but at the same time, I do agree that film Twitter gets a little too, it gets a little too, what's the word? They, they gas yeah. it up too much. And it's just yeah. like, it's, it, it, I'm sure it's a great movie. I'm going to watch it eventually. But also at the same time, like a, a bunch of great Japanese movies come out every year, you know, mm-hmm. but where's yeah. the love for any of those, you know? For sure. Um, yeah. uh, we've also talked kind of in the past that like, this is so unrelated to drive my car. <laughs> But uh, is it related? More, is it related to Nightmare, related Alley? To Nightmare <laughs> Alley? You're right. No, we're getting back. Here. I promise. We're coming back in, babe. This is Nightmare Alley. It's just, it's just loops. Uh, but the aesthetic of the carnival, straight. Yeah, straight people mm. fucking love circus shit. Yeah, they do. Carnival and it's shit. so funny because I feel like at the core, like circus and carny. We talked about this with the uh, Greatest Showman episode. Like yeah. at its core, like carny shit's gay. Yeah, for sure. Well, yeah, it's like the but... Patton Oswalt joke about Cirque du Soleil being like 
the most popular attraction like in Las Vegas and like all these people from the Midwest are going to see like the most gay and French thing that <laughs> can possibly exist. You totally. Know? Like, Cirque du Soleil whips ass. <laughs> oh, so totally. Cool. I saw Cirque du Soleil show once it was awesome. I saw Cirque du Soleil in Orlando, Florida, and then I went right over to go see Snow Patrol. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. So cool. I think that my biggest like regret in life is not seeing Cirque du Soleil's like love like Beatles show. I know. Yeah. Uh, I had an opportunity. I was in Vegas when it was going on. I didn't see it. Shit. Idiot. Do they still have the like the, the naked one? Oh. Oh yeah. There's there's like an erotic Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> Let me, and I want to smell it all like baby. pussy yeah. out like dick put out this, put me in the smell of vision <laughs> oh no your crotch is going to land on my face and I'm going to smell it oh, oh no oh, baby no I'm from Ohio this is raunchy um, um, Nightmare Alley <laughs> Nightmare Alley um, <laughs> question for the panel is Bradley Cooper Bradley Cooper straight I mean like he's straight yes. he's like yeah, yeah. he's like real straight right I'm just, I'm a star is born blinded, correct? Yeah, I mean, he, you know, he's like a theater kid. He went to the actor's studio, right? Like, he, yeah. you know, he's so. He's famously in an episode. I'm sure he, uh, you know, has dabbled, but, like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, for the most part, probably. Yeah. He gives straight energy he doesn't have an Oscar. to me. He gives really. He chose to make a star is born. He did the, the version of star is born. That's the straightest version of a star is born that's ever been made. Um, true. Every, yeah. Every time I watch like a that true movie, theater straight cry. Boy. Yeah. I I love him. <laughs> I love him so much. I fucking love Bradley Cooper. I, he is so fucking hot in this. I don't movie. get it, and I don't think he's that hot. He's are you, I, uh, he's so Sorry. hot. In this movie. Sorry. That scene. I'd rather. He's giving. He's giving on, Sling Blade a little bit. <laughs> He's giving a little sling bite. He's giving a little sling. Else is cute his accent went in and out so much in this movie. I was like, yeah. girl. It's because well, but he's also doing. Of- <laughs> <laughs> he's also doing this thing where he's like changing his accent based on the circumstances mm-hmm. that he's in, right? Like, I can see him making those choices of like. You know, he's different when he's doing the show versus when you first see him. He's like, I'm just here for a job. <laughs> you know, like. Yep. He's clearly going through some cycles. Um. Let's talk about his hog. Can Let's we talk, talk about, about can we talk we about Bradley Cooper? Are you talking about when we saw his dick? Oh yeah. My. So the first time that I saw the movie, I didn't even notice. Yeah, his um, dick. He's yeah. right but, there. But yeah, then right I but there. then I uh, maybe it was when I was dozing off. I don't know. But then I saw an interview where he was like, "Yeah, I did my first full frontal scene," and I was like, "I don't think there was a dick in that movie." What are we talking? And then I watched it this time, and sure enough, there it is. There it is. Hi. You and you know what it. I appreciate Thank about God. his dick? It was just a dick. It was like, you know, it's it was an Aaron Taylor Johnson dick whipping around. It wasn't Have Richard you? Gere's long ass dick. It was just a regular <laughs> looking penis. And it's you a know real work a day lunch pail nine to fiver. Mm, yeah, cock. like a true, just a true cock. In yeah, every sense of the word. And makes him so much hotter. <laughs> Wait, I I'm agree. Gonna, how, he is. <laughs> I don't. He is so hot, like unbelievable. Yeah, I can't look at him. Dylan is sweating so, bullets right now. I, whenever him and the star is born, and he does his when he pisses accent. himself. When he pisses himself, oh, let me. That was like, are we at the Cirque du Soleil where I can smell some dick? Uh, Dylan, you're cutting this out. This is no, I'm keeping it all. I want him to hear this, Bradley. If you're listening, let me smell your dick. <laughs> let me smell your piss dick. Your I want to smell your piss stained jeans. Yes. Oh my god. Yes. He's so hot. He's so fucking. I don't hot. get he, it. I have a shirtless picture it. of him from A Star Is Born He's framed fine. in my bedroom. Uh, I love him so much. So here's some here's something I wrote down um, as because I was like I'm like I'm gonna take notes and the first thing I wrote down when I was thinking about this movie is it's like it, this is a Bradley Cooper vehicle right like it's mm-hmm. yeah. he produced it he's the idea is he's gonna star in it why has he not like at least maybe you disagree with this but why has he not reached that like next tier of superstar right like. Yeah. He's he's kind of like stalled out at a certain level, you know. Well, he doesn't like to play the game. True, yeah, like, he, that's, that's true. He didn't, didn't he's not in a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah that's true. Movie, I guess that's like it. I guess now that's it. Like he he started at the time when like in order to get to that next level, you would have to be Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. I guess that's yeah. True. I mean, think about his career, right? It's like so he was like he did like Wedding Crashers like back in the day. He was in like oh, yeah, Wet Hot American Summer. 
Yeah, you know, and he like did all these kind of like supporting roles, and then his breakthrough was Silver Linings Playbook, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the and Hangover, then, and the hang- yeah, the Hangover was his breakthrough. Then Silver Linings was, Playbook, yeah. and I mean, since then it's like you got like yeah, he he really like, he, did, makes he did American movies. Sniper, right, or whatever the fuck. Yeah, that's yeah. true. It's all I, like it's all very like drama. He does yeah. dramas and comedies, yeah. but like. He but does, he like, fancies himself a real he actor, a film. and he yeah, chooses the projects accordingly. Yeah, he wants to it's be Robert cool. De Niro. He wants to be yeah. Clint Eastwood. He wants to be. It just sucks because he just doesn't have the thing that Robert De Niro has. Actually, I th- you know what I think his best performance is? Mm-hmm. It's in A Star Is Born, directing yeah. himself. Yeah, like, he's really good. He's really, really good. I was really impressed with him in that. And I feel like everything else I've seen him in, including Silver Lines Playbook. I'm sorry, Dylan. I just yeah. don't think he. It just doesn't. There's like a I don't know. I, I like want to see him work with, you know, I want to see him do the thing where he like makes the rounds and works with like all the great directors. Like I want to mm, see yeah. like Bradley Cooper in a Scorsese movie. I want to see Bradley I would Cooper love to in a see Coen Brothers. You know, like just let him try all these different styles on and see like can he can he hang? You know, like Denzel yeah. did a Jonathan Demi movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like let Bradley Cooper keep trying all this shit. I feel you like- know who has the ideal career that I would like for him is Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell, it's mm-hmm. like he did a bunch of like big movies and then he started doing like weirdo like Michael Mann films and then now he's like Yorgos Lanthimos's like muse. Like it's like yeah. and also fun. the penguin. And also the, and penguin. the penguin. He's like a No, he's, he's a fucking so weirdo. He's so fun. I think that Bradley Cooper also is super funny and I loved him in Licorice Pizza actually he's and so I yeah. wish he would do more stuff like that. Back to film Twitter though. The people who were like I can't believe he did not get a nominated for an Oscar for his 30 seconds in liquor. I mean, but also, also, why not? It was such a boring year for supporting actors. Yeah, put him in there. Yeah. Why, why not? not? But it's also, yeah. it's like, the Academy is never going to give, I don't know, a it's, 45 seconds. It's Cody's Oscar anyway. So just like, who cares who else is not I want my, my girl, I want him to win. But if Troy Kotzer win, I think there's like a silent, there's a, there's something, something I think it'd be super cool Troy if Troy Kotzer, Kotzer won. But I Wait, feel like who, Cody, are the, who are the nominees? Exactly. See if I can do it off my off off the dome. So it's Cody Smith McPhee, Jesse Plemons, uh, Troy Kotzer. Who's that? Who is that? Who was uh, that? From did Kieran Hines get nominated? Kieran Hines did. I think he did get nominated. He got nominated for Belfast, and then it was um it was a surprise nomination, wasn't it? It is. It is. It is. Supporting actor. Oh, oh J.K. Simmons, Simmons yeah, for being the Simmons. If we're going to nominate anyone besides Nicole Kidman, who I think is going to win, um, it, it was the person I, who played Ethel. It, I 100% I think she's going to win. I'm imagining, Penelope, I think I'm, I'm like picturing Nicole Kidman holding the Oscar for being the Ricardos right now, and I am ready to go to Mars. Like, that's so <laughs> dark to me. Like, it's fully like in, I, the, in the beginning of like a, a like a children's movie where it's like they the, they show the prophecy very like in uh, Hercules where it's like it's Hercules <laughs> won't prevail the Titans will walk the earth sort of thing. Dylan, I'm Which calling it out. I that. think Penelope Cruz is gonna win. I she think is, I know she's already won, place. but I feel like she's gonna win because I feel like it's in a way their way to honor Almodovar. Like I feel like he is like one of the mm. big foreign directors that like Americans love, and he'll never win like Best Picture or anything like that. But he and won screenplay like... in 2002, and I think that I think that was the last time they ever. He won screenplay for Abla uh-huh, for, talk, for talk to her. What? Yeah, girl. <laughs> Mama, she has an Oscar. The year. So you're Oscar. telling me the year that the hours won like best actress the the year was it was also the year that fucking julian was on way for far from heaven that was such a gay year oblicon <laughs> <Ayo> won <laughs> be, best screenplay hell the yeah 2000 all right your screenplays talk to her was the winner yeah far from heaven gangs of new york my big fat greek wedding and itumama tambien and talk to oh her oh here's why itumama tambien should have won over <laughs> oblicon <laughs> Uh, all of Amadeus movies have weird rape scenes in them, and it's mm-hmm. really weird and annoying, and I don't get it. And Eat to Mama Tommy is literally a perfect and hot movie. Yes, correct. It's like I'm gonna go not every movie the... can be hot and, and good. I still haven't time. seen it. I, it, it <gasps> one of those that I'm like, yeah. Kyle, I, you've got to watch just, it. I know I, would, I know I would love it. Yeah, I know I would love it. It's so sexy. It's like the sexiest movie ever. I love it. I got a pool. Well, we, we have. Well, I don't want to. Spo- I was going to spoil worst person in the world, but um, I'm, I'm watching it this week. Okay, yeah. Um, anyway, cut that. Um, okay. I am pulling for Plemons. I I got to pull for Plemons and supporting actor. Baby. I'm sorry, baby. I love yes. him. For, I love I love him what? so much. 
But for right, he's year. great, for... but like, what did he do? He <laughs> the dog. No, the scene where he puts the little towel around his arm and he helps. When he, he when for. he turns, what does he what does he say to her when they when they pull the car into the field oh, or whatever? Like, yes. it's just nice. He's like a nice to be with somebody Cody or something. Cody should he says. win alone for the way he walked across that field in front of all those like masculine men and then like yeah. shot his little like slingshot. Like that was like literally <laughs> art to me. Cody Loved was good. It. I mean, and uh, yeah, I mean, it, I would be happy with either one of them winning, but I just love Plemons. I just am, you know, Troy. Yeah, no, he's I great. Like the guy. I want Troy Kotsa to win. That's that that I rewatched Coda recently again, and uh, five star movie. I, it's incredible. I think my prediction for actress is gonna. This is based on not knowing who has won any of the previous the producer awards or whatever. Tonight's the first night they're doing anything. We're recording the night. Of the oh, sex. okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, I'm gonna say Olivia Coleman because I think I think so too. It's gonna be a thing where they kind of like try and shape her as the new Meryl of like she's just uh, always gonna be nominated for whatever mm-hmm. she does, no matter what. I could because she it. gives such a yeah. great speech. Oh, and yeah. people yeah. are going to be like, yeah, we got to have her on the show. And, <gasps> you know. Oh, I did not this think about that. That's in. right. That's, that's, that's a good point. So the the awards are tonight. This will be very old news by the time these come out. I'm going to go from least shocking to shocking, most shocking. So in Outstanding Performance by a Female Actor in a Supporting Role, the nominees are Ruth Nega, Kirsten Dunst, Kate Blanchett, Katarina Balfe, and the winner for the SAG was Ariana DeBose, West Side Story. Yeah, she's going to oh. win. She's going to win. Oscar. Outstanding yeah. Performance by a Male she Actor in a Leading it. Role. Uh, Denzel, Andrew, Benedict, Javier, Will Smith won the SAG award. Yeah, he's gonna win. Outstanding performance by male actor in a supporting crazy. role. Troy Kotzer, Coda. Oh, oh, okay, interesting. Okay. Outstanding performance by a female actor in a leading role went to Jessica Chastain, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Okay, Yo, I can see it. Let's go. So that was my that was my let's second go. choice. That yes. was my second choice because all the nominees have been nominated. No, all the nominees have won before. Yeah, except for her. Except and for Chris, her, Kristen. Kristen Stewart, and Kristen's just not going to win. It's just not, not going to happen. Um, so Jessica if, if, makes sense. If Jessica wins, this will be now two movies uh, uh, ri- uh, directed by Michael Showalter that are getting Oscar love. Uh, Hell the Big yeah. Sick. Yeah. Um, didn't it? Did it win a screen? Or no? no it yeah, yeah, because it was up against like real what movies just kidding yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't actually see it i don't know you know yeah but hell yeah, um, that rules. anyway whatever um yeah, yeah i could i would love Nightmare i would Alley. love okay i was gonna talk about jessica jessade and Isaac oh no let's go back you're starting to understand this podcast kyle like just talk yeah. about jessica chastain it's fine <laughs> that's what i love that movie i loved that movie and it, it, that's the like if that if she wins for that, it'll be like that moment where you're like, oh shit, I never thought that would have happened, and I loved that movie, and that's great, you know. I'm so happy because I've been watching the Oscar race so closely this year, because uh, I mean we're fucking faggots, so of course. But I'm so happy like some <laughs> weird shit's happening. Oh yes. my god! Yeah, yeah. I, speaking Let's of the, the word faggot, shit. I explained to Jesus and all of his friends what the word faggot meant yesterday. Really? He yeah. Didn't, they didn't know. They didn't know, like where it came from. I learned from the Louis C.K. show, honestly. Same. I think that's how we that's all learned. That's where all straight people learned. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I learned. That's how we all learned. Um, is there anything gay about this movie? Yes. Two things. Uh, well, Kate Blanchett. Yeah. She's yeah. just giving. She's serving. She's just giving. She's serving. But I want to talk about the main thing. Yeah. And that, of course, is Mary Steenburgen just yeeting herself to death, baby. <laughs> Yo, the way, the way she chose to shoot herself in the eye was gay to me. Gay. This is, it was okay. so fucking gay. This is this is why Del Toro heads love Del Toro. The mm-hmm. way that Mary Steenburgen shoots herself is not, you know, head to the side, not even this, not in the mouth. It's uh, it's gun over the eye. Yeah. And Beautiful. that it's little grotesque. attention to macabre detail that you're like, yeah, Ugh. that's Del Toro, baby. That's him. That's I wish the movie doing. was more macabre. I think that, like, yeah. the the chicken ripping off the head scene made me think, okay, this is going to be, like, an Oscar drama, but with a little bit of, like, nastiness nasty. to it yeah which is what i would expect from del toro but i feel like he's really like chilled out like shape of water yeah. was so sweet and yeah i don't remember anything violent really in shape see of water. shape well, but shape of water has like this undercurrent is undercurrent i feel like people don't give it enough credit for this like nasty undercurrent that it has you know there's like that there's the whole michael shannon character where he's yeah. like got this weird like like sexual relationship with his wife and 
he, he's like a really violent guy. I don't know. I I'm I'm a bit of a Shape of Water defender. Okay. You know? Well, um, remember whenever I feel like, like people really love that movie though. Well, it's yeah, a, it's it's one of the weirder Best Picture wins because I feel like people are, are head look, over heels over it. People, people, honestly, uh, I have seen people go after Shape of Water because it won an Oscar over Get Out. Yeah, oh, and that's people so are like, people are like, Del Toro's racist <laughs> because <laughs> Shape of Water would literally would never have won. See, yeah, that's I mean, so like, I just want to get out. That's so annoying know. to me because it's like. But that was also such a great year for movies. And that, well, that Shape of Water also gets shit because it it was one of those people. The narrative that year was that oh here we go the Oscars are gonna give the best Oscar to a movie about the power of movies. And it's like I don't I don't know was that really the main thing in Shape they of Water? Just, like not really. That's a part of it. I don't sure, remember there's like that bit at all. She, she lives over the her apartment is over the movie theater, oh, and I, Richard okay. Jenkins's character is like. He owns a movie theater, or he. I mean, he is a faggot, so. Oh I yes, he's a faggot. If you say so. Um and. Uh, I'll say it. Say it. <laughs> <laughs> say, say Richard not, Jenkins was a faggot in the, the shape of water. <laughs> you're not. You're not. It's not happening. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's like an unfair narrative, you know, for that movie because it's not yeah. that. It's so much more complicated, I think, than it gets credit for. You know. Yeah, it's not the Green Book thing. I would rewatch The Shape of Water. I would yeah, not same. rewatch Nightmare Alley. Yeah. Oh, yes. I did, right. and I don't recommend it. Also the um the actual best picture winner of 2017 should have been Phantom Thread. Yes. yes absolutely. Correct. It's yes. Paul Thomas Anderson's like Technically, his best movie. I yes. think it's not my yeah. favorite. Uh, shout out to winner. shout out to James West, uh, who I believe mm-hmm. listens to this podcast mm-hmm. and is the host of the great podcast Knife Club. Uh, James hates Phantom Thread. Uh, famously, <gasps> is a public vocal Phantom Thread de- hater. Uh, it seems to take pride in in this point We're of view. Sorry, sorry for throwing you under the bus, James, but I Love had to bring you. it up. Oh my god! It's like his yeah. only gay movie he's made this decade, so it's yeah. like we have to stand. We have to stand. Yeah. It was his first I gay movie it. since Magnolia. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. True. Yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of gay Nightmare movies, Alley. <laughs> Nightmare Alley. Uh, speaking of gay movies, we do have a gay recommendations where we recommend a movie that's like the one we watched today, but a little bit gayer. I thought it was pretty obvious what the answer, the gay version of this movie, would be. I didn't see this coming. I'm gonna. It's all about Eve. I love it. Yeah, Mm. all about Eve, baby. You have your your person with a dark, mysterious past moving into uh, the performance arts, and then taking over, and then they get a little close to the sun, and then get trapped. And it has an iconic ending. Has an iconic last like two minutes that brings everything full circle. And all about Eve is gay and much better than Nightmare Alley. Yes. Oh my God. And it's like required viewing. It's I've got to say another it, one I haven't seen. You gotta watch it. Is it's so yeah. good. It's so literally fun. flawless. It is every second of that movie is perfect. It's incredible. It's I'm glad unreal. that you chose all about Eve because I truly can't think of one noir movie that's <laughs> Yeah, no, all. it's like there's not really met many other like I mean, there's been so many movies that have kind of like been inspired by All About Eve that like this is this isn't the first story of someone, you know, going to the big city to take over and then get a little you know it's funny I just realized that The Greatest Showman has a really similar plot to this movie oh god it does doesn't it? <laughs> it does oh our other Matt, to Nightmare our Alley our movie that we've done it has it a means... similar plot yeah um oh, god. Yeah. watch yeah. out cause here I come <laughs> remember how close that was to winning an Oscar <laughs> yeah that like, was during we, my Coke Demon Twink era, so I was not watching <laughs> Oscars that year. <laughs> I I love your Coke Demon Twink era. Yeah, it's 2013 one of, to 2016. One of our finest. Three years. Wow. Our finest era. Oh, yeah. She was 120 pounds and thriving. <laughs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Yeah, that was the year. I was so hot. From, you still are, baby. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, thanks, sweetie. But I was, you know, skinny and stupid, so I was hotter. <laughs> much fewer brain cells much i don't know how i got them back honestly all right let's wrap this bad boy up what a chaotic Uh, episode what a chaotic i love it uh my name is dylan garcia you can find me on twitter at dylan garcia at on instagram at garcia and on letterboxd at garcia 
And I'm Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Letterboxd, Twitter, and Instagram at K-R-K-V-N-S-C-K-L-E. Woohoo! And Kyle, what you got? What you got to plug? Got your socials? Got any shows? Got anything wild? Uh, yeah, I mean, just socials, you know, hit me up on at it's Kyle Romero. Um, you, baby. no shows coming up in the immediate future, but you know, if you're in Austin, I'm around. If you follow me on the socials, you'll, you'll come, Find I'll out. promo a show. You'll see it. Um, I am, I have started making TikToks now, unfortunately. I'm giving you a like every time I see it, baby. I'm at online Kyle on TikTok. So hit me up on there. I recently did a Todd Salon's uh, <laughs> mashup that is that is doing numbers. So hell yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh, I'm watching that shit. Yeah, I, you'll I'll love it. You'll Todd. love it. Yeah, you'll love it. we yeah. Are, also you should follow us on TikTok. We're at Straight People Movies. S T R eight P P L Movies. We're all finally coming to the trough. Yeah, uh, five years just, too late. <laughs> I just realized we've been doing this. This is probably like our fiftieth episode. Yeah. We wow. do not plug our socials at the end of the <laughs> Yeah, we never do it. You plug your you individual socials, which is very indicative it. of the vibe. We did it the first episode, I'm pretty sure. They just never again. Um, but yes, follow Straight People Movies on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, yes. at Straight and, and all movies. of them, it's STR8PPL Movies. Yeah, follow us there. Um, like oh. and review us uh, on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. And. Um, yeah. yeah this was fun thank you so much for coming on kyle yeah, yeah thank fun. you for having me i love we'll have you on soon i'm assuming to probably to talk about, about uh stuff we'll have you on probably to talk about venom let there be carnage or something like oh, that baby i hope <laughs> that's true <laughs> we'll I'll come on and talk about the three-hour batman movie that i'll be watching next week oh oh yeah we when it, let me know when you're going we'll uh, we'll go with you yeah yeah uh, it, unless it's like a Thursday at 11 p.m. I'm, I'm going to be watching it, but then I'll have my eyes cro- my arms crossed and I'll be fuming the whole time because I'm I'm still mad that they cast Colin Farrell as a penguin and not an actual fat person. Yes. <laughs> this, they, this, honestly, is, this is uh, Sarah Paulson playing Linda Tripp in American Crime Story all over again. It's erasure, and it's not okay. It's erasure. They should have gotten um, Richard Jewell, who got bullied Ooh. off of Twitter. Yeah. Ooh. They should have got fucking for- Richard Kind, who they made yeah. they oh like they put God. up a photo of Richard Kind in the makeup design department for the <laughs> penguin and they're like, just make him look like Richard Kind. I don't care. <laughs> that was so fucking funny. Richard Kind didn't crazy. promote the penguins in the movie, it's just Richard Kind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Okay. All right. We love you so very much. We'll catch you on the flip side. See you next week. We're talking about a movie. Should we tease our next week's episode? Yeah. Yeah, we're talking about The Dark Knight next week. Hell yeah, bitch. Oh, oh yeah. baby. It's <laughs> our so first time we're teasing it. This is going to be our big episode. And oh, we've never wow. done Nolan before. We've never, never done, done Batman before. That's it's a four-quadrant That's a four yeah. quadrant pick. That That's uh, a straight people movie for sure, and it's a super popular. You're going to get some oh, hits yeah. on that. We're going to get some hits. We'll see you next week in Gotham. <laughs> Bye. Bye, bitch. <laughs> and now came talk. Talk, talk.